Let's pray. Father, glorify your Son this morning and let the Holy Ghost have free course, Lord, in your tabernacle, Lord, and among your people, Lord. Lord, say what you have to say, Lord, to your people, Lord. Let your name be glorified. Let your name be exalted, Lord, in this tabernacle. Lord, you're the center of our gaze, Lord. Lord, we've come to hear from you, Lord, and we've come to worship you, Lord. And we give you all the praise and glory, Lord. And we bless your holy name, Lord, for only you, Lord, are worthy of it, Lord. We pray these things, Lord, for your glory, Lord, and for the extension of your kingdom. We ask it in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. This last while, as I've been going about my daily business, there's one question in my head constantly, constantly in my head, and it's, it's the Holy Ghost speaking all the time. And the question that comes to my mind all the time is, who reigns now, Glenn? Who reigns now? And my response is, Lord, you reign. You reign. And at a time when the elitists are meeting in secret, the WHO and the WEF are deciding your future and what's best for you. And God isn't in the the scene at all. And man has the foot on the accelerator. And the world is heading to chaos. And God is not mentioned. Everything else will be mentioned. But don't mention God. But surely it's best to seek the creator. For his advice on his creation is it not? Blinded. Foot on the accelerator. 100 miles per hour towards a brick wall. And ask everybody else what to do. But don't ask the creator. So who reigns now? And the Lord gave me one verse. Matthew 28. And I'm going to be going to a lot of scripture. You don't have to look it up. I'm sure it'll be on the overhead. Matthew 28 and one verse. And a verse that has been in my mind now for weeks. Matthew 28 and verse 18. And it's the risen Christ. The Father has taken Jesus. And he's risen by the power of the Father. And he's speaking to the disciples before he ascends to the right hand of the Father. And he gives them the great commission. But there's one verse today for God's people. Matthew 28 and verse 18. Listen to the verse because we need to go back to it. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power is given unto Jesus in heaven and on earth. And then that verse just exploded. And I'm going to be going through different verses of Scripture. We're going to be looking at heaven. All power is given unto me in heaven. And in 1 Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 22, 
it says this. Who has gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God. Who has gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God. And listen, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. Subject unto him, the risen Christ. The risen ascended Christ in 1 Peter chapter chapter. 3 and verse 22 who has gone into heaven he's ascended and is on the right hand of God angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him he is all powerful he is the almighty all power in heaven and all power on earth is the Lord's in Revelation chapter 5 In Revelation chapter 5, and listen to the scripture. Verse 11 to 14 of Revelation chapter 5. And I beheld, so this this is the prophecy. This is the revelation that Jesus Christ gave to John on the Isle of Patmos. And it says, and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne. There's a commotion. There's a commotion in heaven and it's round about the throne. But who sits in this throne? Round about the throne and the beasts and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. You can't number it. And they're round the throne in heaven and there's a commotion. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Worthy is the Lamb. There's a commotion in heaven. The exalted risen Christ sitting at the right hand of the Father. And there's a commotion. He's on the throne. And he's the center of the attention. And he's the center of the worship. Worthy is the Lamb, and and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honour and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. There's a commotion in heaven. For the exalted risen Christ. In Philippians chapter 2. In Philippians chapter 2. And verse 9. Listen to the verse. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. God has highly exalted him. And given him a name. Which is above every name. The exalted risen Christ ascended to the right hand of the Father, sitting at the right hand of the Father on the throne. And there's a commotion in heaven. And his name is above every name. His name is above every name. And we're going somewhere here with us. Stay with me. We're going somewhere. 
In Psalm 148, In Psalm 148 and verse 13. Let them praise the name of the Lord. Let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is excellent. His name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth. And the heavens, a name above any in heaven or in the earth. His glory is above it all. His glory is above it all, brothers and sisters. He is higher than any praise we could ever give him. His glory is above it all. The exalted Christ, his pathway to exaltation was marked by suffering. A name given by the Father, a name above every name. The worship in heaven and in the earth to the Lamb. Creation worships Christ, the crucified Lamb, around the throne room. The risen Savior being raised to the right hand of the Father. Raised to the right hand of the Father. And everything in heaven and everything on earth is subject to him. His name is excellent. He has the power in heaven. He is the risen Christ. There's no name above the name of the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. Spurgeon said this. He is omnipotence. He is almighty. He is the God man. No more a sufferer but a sovereign of heaven and earth. Or Redeemer, or Covenant Head, or Mediator, He is Head of all things and His Church. He is Divine Power. The cherubims and the seraphims eternally obey Him. He holds the reins of the universe. He is Lord of all. He's over all the armies of heaven and the inhabitants of the earth. All power. Of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is in Jesus. He is sovereign. He is supreme. He is over all. He is almighty. All powerful. Able to control everything in the universe. He is creator God. Creation worships Christ. He is omnipotent. He is almighty. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere. Literally by him are all things held. He is God. His name is above every name. There's no name above the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. The ascended Christ worshipped around the throne, a name above every name, an excellent name. All power and fullness of authority is in him. He holds the universe and he is divine. He is divine. His name is excellent. He is the Almighty. But it also says in Matthew, chapter 28 and verse 18, 
All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth and in earth. All power. All power, the fullness of the authority which Christ had already demonstrated in his teaching here on earth. Matthew 7 and 29. Matthew 7 and 29. For he taught them as one having authority. We've looked at heaven. And that's just a brief, a brief look at it. There's much, much more. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Here on earth, Christ taught with authority. They were astonished at his doctrine and his teachings. He amazed the people. He came not only as a messenger of the kingdom, but as a sovereign king. The sovereign king came to earth. He's not only its creator. He came to earth and he taught with authority. No man speaketh like this man. No man speaketh like this man. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6. And verse 14 and 15. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. No other man can speak on earth about the forgiveness of sins. Only Jesus. He teached on the forgiveness of sins. They were amazed at his teachings. And they were amazed at his doctrines. Matthew 8 and 16. When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast them out. And he cast out the spirits with what? With his word. He cast out the spirits with his word. He spoke it. And he cast out devils. And healed all that were sick. With his word. No man speaketh like this man. When Christ was on earth he spoke with authority. And they were astonished. They were astonished at his doctrine. They were astonished at his miracles. And they were in awe of the lovely Lord Jesus Christ on earth. The Father gave the Son power to be the mediator between God and man. So Jesus reigns with the authority of the Father. He alone reveals God to sinners. He reveals God to sinners. And as mediator, having faithfully obeyed the Father to the death, he faithfully obeyed the Father to the death, Christ entered into a new state of exaltation upon his resurrection from the dead. Philippians 2 and 8 and 9. Listen to the verses. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross, listen to the verse, next verse. Wherefore God 
also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. He is excellent. His name is excellent. He is the creator God. His name is above every name. Creation worships him. He dictates the praise in heaven and on earth. All power is given unto me. All power in heaven and on earth. The glorified God. He received authority over all earth and heaven. Daniel. Daniel chapter 7 verse 13 and 14 says this. And we know that Daniel, the book of Daniel closes prophecy and then the revelation opens up again. Daniel 7, 13 and 14. Listen to the verses of scripture. These are mighty. And then verse 27. I saw in the night visions and behold one like the son of man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the ancient of days. And they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting domain. Everlasting domain. See your kingdoms of the earth, you can forget them. Because they fall and rise and fall and rise at his word. But his kingdom is everlasting. His kingdom is eternal. That all people, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. We're talking about a kingdom here that won't pass. It's everlasting. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. An everlasting kingdom. A never ending kingdom. And a kingdom that will never be destroyed. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Verse 27. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints. Given to the saints. This tabernacle is full of saints. You need to get ready. What for? You need to get ready to rule. Are you ready to rule? Are you ready to take office in an everlasting kingdom? Are you ready? Are you preparing yourself? Are you feeding on the word? Are you ready to take office? Are you ready to take up roles in, a, in an everlasting, eternal kingdom that can't be destroyed? Because that's what will happen. It says it here. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. Whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. There it is again. And all dominions shall what? Shall serve and obey him. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Who reigns now, Glenn? You do, Lord. You reign. You reign, Lord. You reign. 
The ancient of days is Christ. The kingdoms of earth are temporary. But Christ's kingdom will be eternal with no end. He rules universal. He rules everlasting. And his rule is indestructible. In Psalm 2 and 7. Psalm 2 and 7. Seven to twelve, listen to the words of the psalmist. I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings in 2023. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little. It says a little. You're not even talking about the full wrath of God. You're talking about a little. See, we we couldn't even stand with a little of the wrath. You can't even stand. Just a wee bit. Kiss the son lest he be angry and ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Listen to this. Blessed are the fear of the Lord are all they that put their trust in him. Blessed are you. The Lord says that. He says you're blessed. Because you've put your trust in him. And the favor of a holy God is upon you. In his tabernacle. This morning. As you sit here. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? A holy God coming from the realms of glory. Butchered on a Roman cross. Shed his precious life's blood freely to free you from your sins. Where would you be this morning without the blood? Damned to hell, and rightly so. You would get what you deserve, and so would I. Burn for all eternity. Christ rejecter, mocker of God, rejecting his son. But no need. There's no need. He shed his life's blood. The lamb shed his blood that you might go free and you might be saved. The psalmist declares the certainty of Christ's kingdom and links eternal destiny to trusting God. Your eternal destiny is trusting God. Forget about everything else. Trust God. What do I do today? The foot's on the accelerator. Evil is all over the place. You trust God. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. You trust God. God, God, God. Not me. I'm only the messenger. Not me. God. You trust God. You don't trust a denomination. You don't trust a priest or a Buddhist. Then he's saved too. You trust God. That's who you look to. 
Trust, put your trust in Christ and feed on his word and let your roots go deep. In the Hebrew, Giburah, and it means a force and a victory. And that is Christ. He is a divine force and he is a victor. In Acts chapter 10, In Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Listen to this. How God anointed Jesus. The Father anointed Jesus. Of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. And with power. Who went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him, anointed of the Holy Ghost. In Joshua, in Joshua, chapter 5, and there's something I want to show you here. Joshua chapter 5, and verse 13 to 15. So Joshua has taken the children of Israel into the promised land. Moses has passed. And Joshua 5, verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? Listen. And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. The captain of the hosts. The captain of the hosts am now come. And Joshua fell on his face. Why did he fall on his face? He fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? There's only one reason Joshua would have fell on his face. This was Christ. There's no other way. Joshua realizes that this is Christ. And he's come as the captain. There's a battle about to start. But I thought about it. And I thought to myself, but Lord, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, you said already that they would take, wherever they, their, their foot went, they would take the land. So why are you there? And he said, Glenn, I'm there to see the obedience and the faith. <laughs> and that, that hit me home, that hit home. I'm there to watch the obedience and the faith. But Lord, you've already said this will happen. Yes, and it will. But the obedience and the faith first. Obedience and faith first. Then I will fulfill the word that I've spoken. Think about it. Think about it, church. We all know what we need, don't we? We're looking for a building, aren't we? We want our own place. Don't we? We're all praying for it, aren't we? But the Lord says, obedience and faith first. And I'm watching it. Show your obedience. Show your faith first. And then what I have spoken over this will pass. It will come. That's why he was there. 
He was there to watch the obedience of God's people. If they would follow the instruction and take down Jericho. Obedience and faith first. And Isaiah chapter 63. The prophecy of Isaiah. 63 and verse 1. Who is this that cometh from Edom? And Edom was an area of land. It was south of Israel. With dyed garments from Bosra. And Bosra was a city in Edom. This that is glorious in his apparel. Travelling in the greatness of his strength. I that speak in righteousness. Mighty to save. Mighty to save. And then you can go to Revelation 19 and join that up. Revelation 19. Verse 13 and 14. Listen. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called, there it is again, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies, there's the captain. That's the captain who was in Jericho. And the armies which were in heaven followed him. The captain upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. White and clean. You know, Christ will descend with matchless power. And what then for you? Christ rejecter. Christ is coming back in matchless power. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. And he's not coming back to be crucified again. There's going to be a new kingdom. He's coming to rule and reign. And we will rule and reign with him. And the gospel can't be stopped. And the appearing of Christ, the second coming of the lovely Lord Jesus Christ, it can't be stopped. And you can beat the air and you can say what you want about him, but he's coming back. And you'll meet him. But what state will you be in? You say to me, Glenn, I'm all right. Okay, answer me this question. If you're all right in your sins, why did the Father send the Son to be butchered on the cross? Why? If you're okay, and we're all all right, and don't worry about it, why did the Father send his only begotten Son to die in your place? Why? Answer me that question. You can't. I can't. Because I would be lost without him. Lost. How will you meet the Savior? How will you meet him? What are you going to offer? The blood. If you don't meet him covered in the blood and the acceptance of the lovely Son of God, you're lost. And I say that with a heavy heart and with reverence. You're lost for all eternity. You know, people want separation from God on earth and they say they don't need God. Well, that's your free will. 
but he will give you your separation for all eternity. You didn't want God on earth. You can have it in eternity. Complete separation for all eternity because that's what you want. That's what you wanted here. How will you meet the lovely Lord Jesus Christ? The preaching of the cross has power to save because it has the royal seal of authority and power of Christ here on earth. It has his royal seal of authority. The preaching of the gospel saves souls. Jesus called fishermen to subdue the world. Jesus called fishermen to subdue the world and carry out his great commission. But you're told that you need educated scholars behind your pulpits. I'll tell you what you need behind your pulpit. Men that love God. Men that are chosen by God. And men that are filled with the Holy Ghost. And men that aren't afraid. That's why also is going to hell in a handcart. Because you've got a bunch of wimps standing behind your pulpits. Afraid to speak. Afraid to speak. Why? Why are you afraid to speak? All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Why are you afraid to speak? Why? Bunch of murderers up in Stormont wearing dresses and suits. I don't care if you put your suit on or your dress on, you're still a murderer. A political party connected to the IRA. And you're telling me what to do? Back off. Back off and back off from God's people. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth and your day will come. You think you've got away with it, it's under the carpet. Your day will come. And you'll be in the courts of Christ. And there'll be no solicitors needed. Because it'll be thus and thus saith the Lord. That's what it'll be. No hiding place. And that goes across the board, by the way. Loyalist paramilitaries too, and whoever else. Murder's murder, full stop. Murder's murder. Christ hates the shedding of innocent blood, does he not? Yeah. He'll require it. And that goes for the womb as well disgusting murdering babies in the womb and putting them in bins the blood will be required the blood will be required he taught with authority on earth he taught the forgiveness of sins and the casting out of devils and the healing of the sick he rules creation the glorified God man his authority in heaven and our captain supreme. So where do we go from here? We go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Just a few verses. 
This is where we go now. This is what the Lord was saying to me. This is where we go now in 2023. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us? The exceeding greatness of his power to us. Word. Who believe. To us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, word, who believe according to the working of his mighty power? According to the working of his mighty power, the power of God creates faith by applying the divine power of Christ's resurrection to his elect. The same power the Father raised the Son filters down to his elect. Second Corinthians. Listen to this. This is wonderful. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6. Listen. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. That's speaking of Genesis 1. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Genesis. Genesis 1. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 3 and 4. Creation. And God said, let there be light and there was light. And this is referring back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. Listen to the verse. And God saw that the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. But the light in creation was nothing compared to the light in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. Because the light in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 was the light of the gospel. Was the light created by the cross was the light created by the shedding of the blood which shined into you, illuminated your mind and opened your eyes and convicted you of your sin and saved your soul. The light in 2 Corinthians is greater than the light in Genesis 1 because the creator created in Genesis chapter 1. But in 2 Corinthians, it's speaking of the cross. It's speaking of the cross of Christ. And because of the cross of Christ, that light shone into your life. And you repented of your sins. Only for the light of the cross. The light of the cross shone into your soul. And you fell to your knees and you wept and you said, Jesus, forgive me. For I am a sinner. I am a wretch. And he saved your soul. And now you have favor with him. He says you are blessed. He says you are blessed because of what he has done. In verse 20 of Ephesians, Ephesians 1 and verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. That's the power. The Father raised Christ from the dead and sat him at his own right hand 
in the heavenly places. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is in his church. The same power that raised Christ from the dead, the Father raised Christ from the dead, and that same power is in the church. God's power comes to us in Christ through our union with him in his resurrection. We're going to have baptismal service here tonight, the watery grave, a public show into the grave and up. Saved and baptized, resurrected with Christ. Resurrected because he was resurrected. God's power comes to us in Christ through our union with him and his resurrection. At his own right hand, the position of lordship above all kings and angels. Because he is resurrected, we will be resurrected. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. All power. All power. Verse 21 of Ephesians chapter 1. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. And listen, here it is again. And every name. His name is excellent. His name is above every name. That, has, that is named. Not only in this world, but also that not which is to come. His name is above every name. His name is excellent. His name is higher than any other name, not only in this world, but the next. Who rules and who reigns now? Jesus, you do. You always did. You always did. You are and you always will. Verse 22. Now listen. A name higher than any other name. The God man. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Verse 22 of Ephesians chapter 1. And hath put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. The head of the church says that all power is given unto him in heaven and on earth. His name is excellent. All things are under his feet. And the same power and authority that is in the head flows down to his body. And his body is the church. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? Oh, Glenn, there's so much evil in the world. I couldn't cure less. I couldn't cure less. All power is given unto him in heaven and on earth. Jesus rules. Jesus reigns. He always did. And it's time for the church to realize it. Oh, I've had a hard week. Aye, okay. We all have hard weeks. But Jesus reigns. And Jesus is coming back. And your blood bought. And your blood washed. And you have the favor of God upon your life. And you're going to rule and reign an everlasting kingdom. An everlasting kingdom. 
He's going to take you when you die and take you out of the grave. You're going to come out of that grave. If Jesus doesn't come back anytime soon, everybody here will pass away. And your body will go to the earth. But it's not going to last forever. He's going to take your corpse and he's going to resurrect it by the power and the authority of the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. What a blessed people. What a blessed people. Verse 22. Verse 21 again first. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. He fills you. He fills you with the power and the authority that he has. The head flows down to the body. And Christ expects his body on earth. On earth until he comes back to do what? To rule. And move in authority. Not be wimping around in the corner. Oh, the enemy. Not to be wimping around in the corner. All power is given unto him in heaven and on earth. He expects his body until he comes back to push forward in the gospel. The gospel can't be stopped and Jesus is coming back. Facts. And you neither can meet him in your sins or you can meet him washed in the blood of the Lamb. You can either meet him serving, because that's what you're meant to do, by the way, when you're saved. You're a soldier. A soldier of the cross. You're not meant to be carrying in the corner and coming on a Sunday morning, oh, I might not go tonight. I don't go to the prayer meeting. And then you wonder why you're weak. I don't even pray all week. And you wonder why you're weak. You wonder why you can't stand. Get your roots into the, into the gospel and into the word. Get your roots down. 2023, what a mess. Look at the state of the place. But Jesus is coming back. Who rules, Glenn? Who reigns? You do, Lord. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Three words from Matthew 28 and verse 19. Go ye therefore. Or therefore because of the previous verse. Therefore because of verse 18. Therefore because I am God. Therefore because all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Therefore because I am your head and you are the body. Therefore go ye. Therefore, go ye. You see, that's the church. That's the church that's needed in 2023. Therefore, go ye. In whose name? The name that is above every name. An excellent name. A name that is worshipped in the throne in heaven. You know, there's a commotion in heaven right now. You know, walk into some churches and they're like, ooh. Don't shout too loud. Don't lift your hands. There's a commotion in heaven right now. And it's centered around the throne. 
And it's the Lamb of God. I know what they're saying. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. That's what they're singing. And they're throwing their crowns at his feet. And they're worshipping and they're on their faces. Worthy is the Lamb. But it's here on earth as well in this tabernacle. Because the power filters through to us. So I say, as a finish, worthy is the Lamb. Here on earth. Because it says in Matthew 28 and verse 18, the power is just not in heaven. The power is on earth. We are his feet. We are his hands on earth. We are his lips. The power and authority of Christ is on earth. Now in 2023. So brother and sister, therefore go ye. Time short. You can see the acceleration of evil in the world. You can see that things are getting steadily day by day worse. And it's because God's been kicked out of everything, but sure, man knows best, right? Better to go to the Creator to seek the instruction for your creation. But we'll go to anybody but God. That's why you have a mess. All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Therefore go ye. So who reigns in 2023? Jesus reigns. Jesus reigns and never you forget it. Never you forget it. Amen. God bless.